The Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 14. And Jesus answered them, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that makes your presence with us real, living, and powerful. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Fred Craddock once said, The disciples are like children playing on the floor and looking up and seeing their parents put on a hat and coat. And the children ask anxious questions. Where are you going? Can we go to? What will you do while we are gone? Will you stay with us? Craddock then says, Jesus answers the first question. I go to prepare a place for you. He answers the second question. Where I am going, you cannot come, but you will come later. And he answers the third question. Love each other as I have loved you. And the fourth question. Who will stay with us? He answers five times. I ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be yours forever. And this is the spirit of truth. He abides with you and will be in you or among you. And then in 1426, And the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. It's the work of the Holy Spirit to bring to remembrance faith and words. Another story. The father says, When my wife puts her hand on the doorknob and her coat over her arm, the children look up and they ask, Who will take care of us? And she gives one name, Brittany. And my children will leap up from what they are doing and rejoice. 
Brittany reads to them, romps with them, acts out plays and makes chocolate chip cookies. She nurtures their young lives like a loving parent. And as long as she is with them, they are not afraid. I don't know if the Holy Spirit has ever been compared to a babysitter, but if you imagine Jesus as the mother and the Holy Spirit as the babysitter, then we understand how the church is cared for between Jesus' departure and the day he returns. That Holy Spirit comforts, teaches, reminds, maybe even romps with us, the sons and daughters of God. Holy Spirit. We don't talk about the Holy Spirit too much. But how does the Holy Spirit work in our lives? The Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us about God. We often don't understand what God is up to. We don't understand the events in our life. They often don't make sense or they don't have any good meaning, and they appear not to result in anything good. But with that Holy Spirit, with time and prayer, we begin to see something beyond what is in our vision and it comes into the vision of what God is doing. And in terrible and confusing events, we learn that God loves us all the more. It's that profound love of God that Jesus is giving to his disciples, and that's us, that the Holy Spirit continues to make known in our life. That Spirit makes us assured that we are never abandoned. Even when we have loss and pain and sorrow that are part of this broken world, we are never abandoned. The Word who became flesh and lives among us, John 1.14, continues to make his home with us, John 14.23, and he prepares an eternal dwelling place with God, 14.2. We have the work of the Holy Spirit. Incarnation, that's birth, the ministry, the death and resurrection, the sending of the spirits. All of these things point to God's love for us. So the disciples had some fears, right? In John, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, the days without the resurrection. The disciples were afraid that Jesus would be absent that Jesus would not be there with them. He would not make his home with them like he had promised. He told them 
there would be someone who would come, come alongside, and bring them himself and the Father. We are not abandoned. We have the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says he would come with his spirit, the paraclete. That's not a parakeet bird, and it's not those things on the bottom of your shoes when you play football or go golfing. The paraclete, the one who is beside you, the one who makes his home with you, the one who is there in life, like Christ was, and the disciples are not abandoned. They are with the Holy Spirit. They are with Christ, bringing Christ to us, and Christ brings the Father. God is with us. Isn't that all we want to know? Isn't that what we want to know? The early disciples were troubled because they thought Jesus was leaving and they didn't want to leave their friend. They didn't want to have that fellowship broken. And so we have the paraclete who brings friendship and fellowship and we don't have to say goodbye to Jesus because he's as close as he ever was. Jesus promises to be with those who want him present. He promises to come to those who long for him. He promises they will not be left as orphans. So what is this text in John about? I think it's about the presence of Jesus. I think it's about having fellowship with God. I think it's about having that peace that comes from God. That fellowship that the world cannot give. So if we want that peace, like the kids said, then we spend time with Jesus. We spend time reading, praying, worshiping. Those are the things that bring us into Christ. But what do we do with those hard days of life? When we have hurts, does that mean that that spirit is not with us? No, it means that the spirit and hurts can coexist. When we have hardships and we do not have peace, does that mean that the spirit is not with us? No, it means that the spirit is with us in that peace in that hardship. We know 
We know in our hearts that God does not leave us. We don't always like what happens, but we know that God does not leave us. God is, Jesus as God is not going up into heaven to a distant God, but that he is here with us. That spirit, those stories that we know, those values that we live, those pictures, those actions, they bring us to Christ. And he says to the church, make love real in the world. And so the church continues to build hospitals and soup kitchens and counseling centers and to build homes and schools and universities and public education. That's what the church is about. It brings us to Christ. And Christ we can bring to the world. So how do we seek? How do we turn in prayer? How do we trust? The world, the word is very near you, in your hearts and in your mouth. That's the promise. That's where God is. Did you realize that that verse that we read in verse 26 is the first time that the Holy Spirit is talked about in coming to us? That's something new that's happening. Jesus, the teacher, continues to teach through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, the one who builds a community of believers, is supported by the Holy Spirit that builds a community of believers. It's the Holy Spirit who brings to our remembrance. It's the Holy Spirit that guides the disciples. It's the church as we think back on what Christ has done. It seeks gives us power to seek him so that we can relate to others. It's that Holy Spirit that helps disciples like you and me to understand Jesus, to hear his word, and to love the world. Amen.